Well, if you're coming to work downtown, it's pretty quiet. Uh, a lot of people on uh, holidays with their kids. Holiday break rolls on, and uh, this is also the time of the year for the World Junior Hockey Tournament. And we've got you covered here with Team Canada on 980 CJME. You heard it here. Game one, they won 5-2, beating Finland. Braden Yeager for the Warriors played a lot on the penalty kill. Uh, Denton uh, Matichek, another Warrior, picked up an assist from the Blades. Fraser Minton is the captain on the team. He's a leaf prospect, too. But uh, yesterday, Matisse uh, Russo was outstanding in goal for Canada. Canada was up 2-1, and uh, they were looking to go up uh, 3-1. But the goal had to be reviewed. Did you you catch Daniel Erickson, the dramatic call of the referee? Erickson with the call. After reviewing the play, it was determined that the puck completely crossed the goal line. We got a goal. Yeah, the review took some time, and then he comes on there, and that's how you deliver a call after a video review with a little flair to Canada right back at her this afternoon against Latvia. Puck drops here on 980-CJME at 1230. NHL is back after the Christmas break. Leafs and Senators will battle. The Kraken will take on the Flames. Winnipeg is in Chicago to take on Connor Bedard, who... If you missed it on Saturday night, it was uh, perhaps something easy to miss with uh, so much going on from the holidays, but he scored Michigan style. Now that's coming from behind the net, having uh, picked up the puck on the blade of the stick, wrap around, kind of like a lacrosse style goal. Kurashev plays the rebound for Bedard down low. Bedard, lacrosse style scores! Unbelievable! (laughs) Dude, that was insane. We have not seen him do that in a game situation just yet, but the kid's got some marvelous hands. Play goes behind the net, takes it off the boards, protects it, and he knew exactly what he was going to do right away. Yeah, that was pretty cool, Michigan style. And uh, that same night, on Saturday night, well, it happened again, but not Bedard, obviously. It was uh, Trevor Zegras who plays uh, with Anaheim. He made the same move coming from behind the net lacrosse style and tossing it over the goaltender's shoulder, just as Bedard did on Saturday night, too. Our Regina Pats, they are in Brandon tonight. And we'll take on you Warriors in Moose Jaw Friday night and uh, next home action Saturday night when Brandon is here. 2023, it's almost over with now. And if you're uh, reflecting back, well, it was a big year in film. Number five movie, the biggest hit was? Winning used to be about winning. We raced for respect. Today, I raced to stop the bloodbath. Fifth biggest movie of the year, Fast 10. Fast X, whichever you'd like to call it. It made more than $700 million globally. At number four? Hello, we come in peace. The last installment of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy 3 was number four, came out in May, and has gone over the $845 million mark. And at number three... Are we saying there's a chance that when we push that button, we destroy the world? Chances are near zero. Near zero. What do you want from theory alone? Zero. Oppenheimer made more than $951 million around the world and was a big hit at the Kramer IMAX theater as well this year it took on barbie uh, last july held its own quite uh, quite well 
the second most popular movie of 2023, well, it was based on the video game. It was the Super Mario movie. It's one of only two movies that crossed the coveted $1 billion mark this year. It earned $1.36 billion worldwide. And, of course, that leaves none other than... Barbie in the real world. That's impossible. As the biggest movie of the year. From the marketing to the cast to the soundtrack, it took the world by storm. Barbie has now made more than $1.44 billion. It's the best day ever. It is the best day ever. So is yesterday, and so is tomorrow, and every day from now until forever. Yeah. You guys ever think about dying? Barbie, now streaming uh, for free if you have Crave. And the biggest concert tour of the year, no surprise. We're about to go on a little adventure together, and that adventure is going to span 17 years of music. <laughs> Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, generated a record $2.2 billion in ticket sales. And uh, she's not even done, right? It continues next year. Uh, her concerts racked up another $4.6 billion in consumer spending between merch, hotels, ticket sales, outfits, and more. That's how much that her concerts in 2023 got in consumer spending. $4.6 billion. About the time uh, person of the year is not done yet, as it will continue and uh, come into Canada, of course, uh, B.C., Toronto. I saw a story on the weekend where hotels, one Australian uh, fan of Taylor Swift was trying to arrange for a hotel. She got tickets for the Vancouver concert, but for a dumpy hotel, it was $3,600 a night, a few blocks away at a dump of a hotel. It's awful when... Uh, when you look and see what they're doing with hotel prices when Taylor Swift comes to town, but uh, that's the way economics works, I guess. Fans got to pay for it, though. One of the most bizarre stories over the holidays is what happened stateside. Spirit Airlines mistakenly put a six-year-old boy on the wrong flight amid the holiday travel rush. And if you're thinking, this sounds like Home Alone. My family's in Florida. I'm in New York. Yeah, it's kind of like Home Alone 2, lost in New York. So the real-life version of what happened began on December 21st, where a six-year-old named Casper, who was meant to fly... Spirit Airlines from Philadelphia to Fort Myers, Florida, but was accidentally put on the wrong flight, wound up in Orlando. And when Grandma went to pick him up, she found his luggage, but no Casper. Grandma said they told her he'd missed the flight. I go to pick him up. I go there with my ID and everything. The lady that took care of me, she said, no, he missed his flight. I said, what you mean he missed his flight? He's, he's, he checked in. This is the ticket. He was checked in by his mom. She goes, no, he missed his flight. He's not in this flight. I said, no, 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 no. You got ha- to have it wrong. You, you have to find my grandson. Okay, now let me interrupt this real-life story. If this were Home Alone, well, at this point we'd hear... Anyhow, meanwhile, back in the real-life drama of uh, Grandma here going to the Florida airport to pick up her grandson 
who never showed up. I just went crazy. I just my I got a panic attack and and I was asking, "Where's my grandson? You had him. This is the ticket. Where's my grandson?" Nobody knew where was Casper. Amid the chaos, Grandma gets a FaceTime from little Casper. He said, "Yes, I land. I'm in the airport. Where are you, Grandma?" I said, "Give me the adult with you." He said, "There's nobody with me." So she instructs Casper to go find the nearest uniformed employee, and that's when she learns where he really is. I wanted to die. I said, no. What you mean he's in Orlando Airport? Orlando's like three and a half hours away. And they said to Grandma, all right, we'll tell you what. We'll uh, we'll put him on another flight, and uh, you can uh, pick him up at the airport again. She said, no, no, I'll drive from uh, where I am three and a half hours, and I'll get him in Orlando myself. Oh, and this little bit of good news. His luggage made it. It's like you lost your bag and we found your bag. Here, we, I'm returning your bag. Have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> six years old. And you might be thinking, why would you put a six-year-old on a flight in the first place? Well, uh, it, it's, it's, it's legal. When we were kids, we were taking the city bus downtown, weren't we? All on our own. We we, we can't. We wouldn't think of letting our kids that young do that these days. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. While the merry bells keep ringing. Happy holiday to you. Yeah, I hope your holidays are going well. Uh, How's the Christmas music? Is it still playing in your household? That's about the only uh, Christmas song I played this morning here. It just disappears instantly after Boxing Day, it seems. Should it? Should it go on longer? I think not. That's just my personal opinion. Don't get me wrong. I don't mind Christmas music, but I've had enough of it so far. This brown Christmas break continues. Uh, not exactly heading out to a hill to go tobogganing today to try the new GT or uh, use the old crazy carpet. We were uh, one above yesterday and uh, over nine in Moose Jaw. Our warm weather is going to uh, continue into 2024 by the looks of it. Normal high this time of year is minus 10, and the lows would normally sink to about minus 21. Far from that, minus 10 the low tonight. High today, minus one, but up to plus three, four tomorrow. Uh, with me now is travel blogger from the thelostgirlsguide.com, Ashlyn George, who uh, always has a good idea or two when it comes to the outdoors. You thrive in the outdoors this time of the year, don't you, Ashlyn? I do. That's my main thing. I'm I'm probably one of the biggest advocates for winter adventures in the province. I love it so much. Well, I love the idea of a winter adventure with the kids because they're out of school. So take us uh, on a few and uh, give us a few ideas. Where should we start? You know, whether you're in Regina or Saskatoon, we still have our hills here. So Optimus Hill here in Saskatoon, they're making snow. They opened up a week and a bit ago. And we have Mission Ridge and Fort Capel as well. Of course, they don't have all their runs open, but they're actively making snow. So you just have to avoid those. So you can still get out. And, you know, if you got a new snowboard for your birthday or coming for Christmas, you can still put it to good use. Yeah, disappointing for snowmobilers out there right now as there's so many great tracks and trails around this province. However, SAS Parks has winter programs and uh, maybe bring us up to date on what they offer. Yeah, so I'm a big advocate for winter camping. I always, and right now it's, it's just camping with nicer temperatures and no bugs. My favorite thing to do regardless of season is to have a camp.
campfire. So I recommend going out, having a fire. They're offering winter camping at three different parks. So Cypress Hills Interprovincial Park, Echo Valley, and Buffalo Pound near Regina. And if you don't have a tent, they still have their Camp Easy yurts. This is a little more glamping style. They're $85 a night, and they have some of the supplies so you don't have to bring it. Ashlyn George is my guest. Now I'm putting you on the spot. I want three great gift ideas. The person who loves the outdoors. Number one. Okay, my top one is a little corrugated seat warmer. Um, They're called like a Z-Lite. They're really small. They fold up, and you can set them anywhere to stand on, sit on, and it just takes the cold edge away when you're in the outdoors. Is that solar-powered, or is it battery-operated? You can get battery-operated ones, um, but this is just like your standard little reflective material. I take it everywhere in every season. It's actually my top best outdoor equipment you can have with you anytime and name of that again one more time it's just a z-light seat warmer z-light as in z there's there's one let's go over the second one what do you got big favorite of mine lately is the aurora heat hand warmers these are natural beaver fur warmers that you tuck inside your mittens or your socks or your pockets and it's natural fur lining that just adds a little extra heat and it's really environmentally friendly instead of those one-time use heat packs Is Ashlyn George telling me she never uses the heat packs? Oh, I also use those too, but sometimes I find that heat's a little too hot or unnatural, and these these Aurora heat hand warmers live in my mittens full-time. Okay, third item, please. Just a really simple axe or hatchet, um, easy to carry in your pack or your bag, and really handy to have around the fire. Ashlyn George, we'll uh, have to explore some of those winter trails when the snow comes. Yes, absolutely. Ashlyn George, if you have any questions or uh, thoughts on uh, getting a few more ideas, uh, go to thelostgirlsguide.com for more information. Everyone is taking the whole week off. Some are headed back to work. And Sherry uh, texted me at one 7275 said, Greg, traffic seems to be backed up on uh, Ring Road North. Perhaps an accident. Thank you, Sherry, for sharing that one. I uh, wish you all safe travels. Yeah, this early in the morning, as good as the roads are, there are some icy spots, right, from the uh, frost in the pavement. But uh, keep me up to date, one 7275 This year, the cat dragged in all the animals in the zoo. We took you from the barnyard, the courthouse, even the museum. All for different furry friends that we met in 2023. And, well, our reporter, Jillian Massey, takes us through the top animal stories of the year. Talk about a zoo. Tons of furry friends this year, but none were as talented as one from the stables. <laughs> Ella Wall taught her horse tough to paint by putting a piece of plastic over top of the canvas. He usually likes blues and yellows because horses can see those colors really good. Tough pushes the paint around with his tongue. Out in the field, we heard about producers' biggest headaches this year drought. Joseph Buttigieg was praying for a clap of thunder rather than listening to the symphony in his field. Well, as my uh, son would always say, it's better luck next year. 
I think that's the farming motto for us. These dry conditions weren't just limited to Saskatchewan either. A cattleman from Australia says conditions mirror our own down under. We're back in drought. Badly. But Buttigieg's cows still needed to eat. He collected almost nine tons of jack-o'-lanterns off of people's front porches after Halloween, and you could say it went over well. Not all animals felt the sting of drought. In fact, thousands of little insects loved the heat. They're amazing animals. But it wasn't all at the farms. This year, a dazzle of zebras made their home at the Saskatoon Forestry Farm after they were taken by conservation officers from a man in Candiac who was keeping them illegally. This year, we even said goodbye. Brutus the Rottweiler passed away while trying to get to 1,000 pets. He's been the greatest dog to me and my family. So the best way to give back was to just share them with the world. Even one prehistoric beast is going extinct. Mega Munch, the beloved half-sized robotic Tyrannosaurus Rex, is going to be retired in February of the new year. In Regina, Jillian Massey, 980 CJME. Thank you, Jillian. It's 825. A reminder, the World Junior Hockey Tournament. Underway in Sweden, and of course, uh, you can catch all of Team Canada's games here. We got the first one, 5-2. They beat Finland. And uh, some great representation from uh, some Saskies, too. Brayden Yeager from the Moose Jaw Warriors. He was busy on the penalty kill. And uh, Denton uh, Matichuk as well, another warrior. And then you have Fraser Minton from the Saskatoon Blades, who was captain, a Leaf prospect. Canada won the last two tournaments. Looking to three-peat for the first time since winning five straight between 2005 and 09, And uh, Matisse Russo, if he can play as well as he did in game one, we're in good shape. But he was outstanding in goal. So again today, Canada back into it with uh, Latvia. The puck will drop at 1230. And you will hear all the action right here live on 980 CJME.